Hey everybody, welcome to Momentum, encouraging women who follow Jesus because your leadership and influence matter. This is Lauren Carreras and we're here today with Denise Harlow talking about greed. It's so good to be back with you guys. We've been on uh, quite a bit of a break hiatus for a little while. Um, yes, we. Uh, there were some fires in Ventura in the fall. Um, tell tell them a little bit about your husband and church were involved. Yeah, you know, um, um, our whole community went into crisis mode when our town started burning down overnight and early December. And um, so we were highly involved in the immediate uh, relief from the crisis. Thanks be to God, we have people in our church who are amazing and sacrificial and ready to act. And our leadership is so ready to respond to practical needs. And so we were able to be a part of that. And then, um, you really served your community and your husband was very key in that was, um, I'm so thankful to not be married to a first responder. If you are, I'm so thankful for you. Yes. If you are a first responder. They are heroes. I'm so thankful for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so our, um, our whole, our whole Christmas season looked so different here and, um, you know, the fires have been under control since the second week of January, they finally were put out and, um, yeah, then we went through the holidays, and here we are. Yes, and our family, because several of us are in ministry at churches, we actually celebrate Christmas December 28th, and we'll do a podcast about that, being flexible with dates someday. But, um, yeah, there was just several things that kind of prevented us from recording very easily, and so we're back um, great to be back, and uh, this is just such powerful material, and don't let it scare you, because we said, oh, today's about greed, <laughs> because most of us think, oh, we don't have a problem with that, especially, you know, if you're serving God, however it might be, um, but it's interesting. It'll be, it was eye-opening for me, so let's, we've had a Definitely couple of so. topics, yeah. Um. So we... We're getting this from Andy Stanley's Enemies of the Heart. Um, fantastic material, but, you know, giving you the Spark Notes version so that you can take it and use it practically. Um, we talked about guilt, which is... I owe you. I, it's I owe you. Mm-hmm. Um, anger, you owe me. And now greed, I owe me. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Um, and most of us... Really, especially in ministry, oh, we don't, that's not my problem. We don't make that much money anyway. <laughs> so that's what people think in ministry a lot. Um, but it's it's interesting. So um, nobody's actually going to say, oh, I struggle with greed. What they might say is, oh, I'm very careful with money, which is a good thing. But we're going to learn some ways that can be a little bit extreme. Yeah, and we haven't, <laughs> we really don't talk about that as something obvious, um, and yet we're so willing to say, like, oh, I need some retail therapy, or, oh, you know, I, I don't know. It, we, we've just let greed become a part of, it's so culturally acceptable, we've let it become a part of our yeah. lives and our 
yeah. souls and let it creep in. Um, it's as good, timely for us. Our church has been doing Financial Peace University while there's a large um, group of us. And my small group has been doing it. So we've just been like uh, magnifying in on our money um, over the past few weeks, which Financial Peace University is Dave Ramsey's material to help you get control over your money and it is fantastic stuff it's stuff that me and my husband you know were set up with before marriage but um it's just a refresh course for me and my husband and yet it's got me totally honed in on money and how to get the next things that I want yeah well (laughs) it's interesting um, fear is I mean greed is an attitude and um and it's honestly has a a fuel. It's fueled by fear. Um, mm. It's unknown to most people. It's it's fueled by fear. They're fear afraid that God either can't or he won't take care of them. And if God won't take care of them, who will? You know. So they're they're just mm. afraid, and they set out to provide this sense of security that they want. Um, but you honestly are never really going to be fully satisfied enough to not be greedy. So. Oh, never. And and the word control comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, the need to control my situation. Mm-hmm. Well, and oh. honestly, it's it is good. We you learn this in um, in the Un- Financial Peace University that um, you should prepare for things that'll happen in life and it can be a good thing um there's a couple of verses and proverbs about it but um it's very interesting because it's very difficult to self-diagnose greed is yes and most of us who have greed issues it's not because we're um steadily putting away into retirement <laughs> right. right or faithfully um giving or making sure our emergency fund is well off it's normally other issues so let's let's talk about self-diagnosing okay yeah it's really easy to hide even from ourselves and it's funny because we can spot it almost instantly in somebody else we're really good at this so he gives Mm -hmm. us some um things to think about with greedy people and see if any of them ring a bell. Sadly, some of them did ring a bell with me. Um, but do you want to read some of his thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, they, they talk a lot and worry a lot about money. Um, they're not cheerful givers, which, <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> if they get you something, um, yes. they're reluctant to share. Are poor losers, um, just really f- fight or have strife over insignificant amounts of money. Yeah, you owe me this. I loaned you that. You know, five bucks, whatever. It's it's a big yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. Um, talk constantly as if you just have enough to get by. Um, often create a culture of, of secrecy around If they get something money. new, they are pretty secretive about it or hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, won't let you forget what they've done for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting, isn't it, to think about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
are reluctant to express gratitude, um, aren't content with what we have, and attempt to control people with money. Yes, and that, sadly, I've experienced that last one, even in the church. Mm. Oh, yes. Okay, well, especially in the church. Um, yeah, but they they might do it in a business, to a business, uh, well, I'm, I'm taking my money and leaving, and they say, I'm taking yes. my tithe and going to another church. And I've yeah. heard that. So interesting. That Yes, that's really interesting. I've heard that as well. I've heard it leveraged as I should have influence because I tithe around here or I should get my way because I tithe around here. And what a destructive attitude that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting because greed can be camouflaged in a virtue because there's some good things like you're learning in financial peace is greedy people they're often savers and savings a smart thing to do and greedy people they don't want their children to feel the financial burden of caring for them when they're older and 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 there's nothing wrong with that that's great so some ways it can almost seem good but um uh, there's a little more with, to it yeah right with everything there's um there's a line and there's that that's why we have the holy spirit there's a line that you cross in your heart there's uh you know you might be putting away from retirement but your friend needs some vitamins at the store and are you willing to spend 15 dollars? you know oh no because i gotta meet my retirement goal you know so yeah that's that's the line that yeah. we uh we're talking about here so yeah. it's really it's not a financial issue because no. you can be greedy and have <laughs> very little um which almost makes more sense to me it's easier to excuse almost like well, we don't have a lot, so we can't. Yeah, I can't help you hold out. on tightly to it. We have to mm-hmm. steward it so tightly, um, and that that not having a lot doesn't excuse the inability to be generous. And then you know you have people who have a ton who also struggle with greed. So. Yeah, there's rich people who struggle with it too. So um, it's not a financial issue; it's a heart issue. So, hence, Enemies of the Heart, um, his book title. Um, so, there, there's some things that you might recognize um, with greedy people. Sometimes your family may feel like they have to beg you for whatever they get out of you financially if they have a need. Or at mm-hmm. times, they'll feel like you value your stuff over them. Take, you know... I've got plastic on my couches. Don't sit on my couches. You know, like it's more important than your comfort and being together. Um, that's kind of funny from Raymond. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they, yes. Their stuff just becomes an extension of who they are. So it's very difficult to self-diagnose. Um, very difficult. So how do we confront our... Agreed. Because if we're listening right right now, we've probably identified with a few of the things from that list mm-hmm. um, that I mentioned. Oh, and, I did. Yeah. You know, the Holy Spirit is working. So how do we confront that that greed now that we're kind of thinking about it and maybe more aware of it? Yeah. Okay. So remember greed, I owe me. Um, you really believe you've earned 
the good things that have come your way and you are so determined to control your possessions and your money the way you see fit. I I mean, you kind of notice there's somebody missing from that Mm. attitude. Um, Again, it's fueled by fear and it's actually called, (laughs) Andy Stanley calls it the bigger barn syndrome that we have. Mm -hmm. Um, Jesus. I like to call it the American dream. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good too. Yes, continue. (laughs) Jesus was pretty blunt on the subject of greed, especially um, in Luke 12, 15 through 21. I mean, he even begins this passage with a warning. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Uh, He knew it was dangerous for us and it can get in our heart and stay there. I mean, really undetected because we can cover it up with the virtues. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then Jesus just goes on to uncover what fuels it. Life doesn't consist in a, an abundance of possessions, which so many people believe this. that's what life's about. That's, their life is the sum total of what they own. So, Oh, many of us are more prone to believe this than we probably want to admit sometimes. But uh, and each and each in our own way, we've bought into our own lie. I would almost encourage us to stop and say, "Life does not exist in an abundance of blank." Mm-hmm. Like what is what is that that? And an abundance of vacation, abundance of a clothes. vacation fund. Yes, like high quality clothes and an abundance of. Beautiful decorations yeah. and an abundance of like a you know refurbished house or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, we can all we all have our own fill in the blank. Um, there, mm-hmm. So Jesus tells this parable. Why don't you read the beginning part of it um, from Luke twelve, um, and then we'll kind of stop and talk a little bit about that and sure. get to the rest. So. Um, Speaking to the people, this is Jesus speaking to the people. He went on, take care, protect yourself against the least bit of greed. Life is not defined by what you have, even when you have a lot. Then he told them this story. The farm of a certain rich man produced a terrific crop. He talked to himself, what can I do? My barn isn't big enough for this harvest. In agriculture. Oh, no, that's it. Yeah, yeah, we'll step there. Uh, In so we got to remember farmers harvest, you know, it's rarely about skill. It's always at the mercy of the factors um, mm-hmm. around them. I mean, they don't have control of the weather. It's an uncertain lifestyle. Those of you who live on commission understand this yeah. principle really well yeah. or who are farmers. Yeah, exactly. Um, you understand how insecure not knowing how much money you're going to bring in month to month feels. Yeah. So it's Jesus used the perfect illustration and uh, they don't have control, but greedy people, they don't see it this way. They see themselves deserving it, earning it. And this man, he never credits his bounty to God. You know, we just read that even if he Mm. had it, I mean, it never crosses his mind that, the extra that he has that he's been blessed with is intended for somebody else's use. Mm. So it's kind of interesting. Clearly, you know, 
God provided this for him. So I, I really like how Andy Stanley points out that this man should have asked, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do with the extra that I've earned? Mm. Um, hmm. You know, sometimes we'll find money in a coat or, I don't know, something will happen that'll give us extra money. And we're just like, huh. I mean, our attitude here is like, oh, lucky me. You know, we just assume it's for us and we immediately think about what we're going to do with it without ever asking God, you know, what's this meant for? I did meet somebody. We absolutely do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I did meet somebody who actually had extra money and they gave it away. And I was like, oh my goodness, you are so much more spiritual than I am. <laughs> so it was, I was, I was just really impressed. So let's read um, verses 18 and 19 of Luke 12 then. Um, then he said, here's what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I'll gather all my grain and goods and I'll say to myself, self, you've done well. <laughs> you've got it made and now can retire. Take it easy and have the time of your life. You know, it's so funny. Um, in America, there, it, everywhere you look, do you notice there's storage units? Yeah. Everywhere. I mean, Andy Stanley talks about his, I think it's his father-in-law, he said, actually owns storage units. And Ooh. and people store stuff, and then they leave it or forget about it or move on. And then he's got all this stuff, and he sells it. And, and he, he says he does, you know, great ministry with the, with the money that he gets from it. But... Oh my gosh. It's crazy. Start paying attention to storage units. And it's crazy. We have hmm. the bigger barn syndrome, definitely in America. So this land landowner, he, he offers an explanation as to why he's going to build this bigger barns. And, and one thing that we all have to keep in mind is that greed is always looking for something good to hide behind a virtue mm. oh i'm saving for a rainy day or this or that and and so we don't have to be generous and his why was well to secure his future and actually that sounds like he's really smart doesn't it mm-hmm. and, um, okay yeah. yeah i mean really this could be like a different type of parable if we just read it in this you know our secular school system. Yeah, it's like, oh, he's a hero. He's a role yes. model. He did it. Yeah. <laughs> Except, you know what? He didn't include God at all in it. And he did not plan. You know, he, he points out God, he didn't plan far enough ahead. He didn't think huh. for his eternity. So yeah. uh, I, I, these next two verses are very interesting. Why don't you read them? Just then... God showed up. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. <laughs> Hi there. Mm. And said that was my uh, interpretation. Okay, just then God showed up and said, Fool, tonight you die in your barn full of goods. Who gets it? That's what happens when you fill your barn with self and not with God. And that was from the message version, which I really mm. do like. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting thoughts. Because it's not bad to plan ahead. It's not bad to save. Um, You've really learned some great stuff uh, for getting out of debt and 
Financial Peace University, but God has to be a part of it. And he, and when we think about how much he gave us, I mean, we just really are so blessed and need to think and ask God, okay, why did you give me this? Why did you bless me with this, with this amazing house or even a car that runs or whatever it might be try try seeing the world from god's eyes for once gosh and um i just think i know i've gotten away from this as we started having kids and um i feel like our are trying to accumulate more retirement in our young age and are trying to meet certain financial goals and needed a bigger car. Anyways, just gotten away from that question of like, what is my stuff for? And I tell you what, when we first moved out here to California, we had like no stuff. Um, And we abandoned a lot of it in my parents' basements and have slowly just given it away. Um, And it was easy to say, like, whatever we have, it was given to us once we were out here. People gave us furniture or helped us repaint furniture or, you know, and so the mindset was there. And now... Um, I think we've gotten away from it, but my heart was so much more content. We didn't have a TV mm. when we moved out here for, a, you know, a year and a half and mm. we didn't care. Yeah. We didn't care. And um, just like the contentment that God gave us when our mindset was so much more clearly about him. And then mm-hmm. now, you and know. And it was all God's anyway. Yeah. And yeah. now... The potential for discontentment in the day to day is is gonna wreck us, you know. As we look around and are like, "Oh, I'd like to refinish this. Oh, I'd like to paint this. Oh, I'd like, you know." Yep. Um, anyways, it's, it's easy to get see what we don't have and quit seeing what we do have, and what we do have is God's anyways. We're just managers here. I mean, Lauren, you are really, really good about teaching Olivia to share. And what do you, I love the phrase you use. What do you always say? Yeah, we picked this up from a friend um, because, you know, she's in, she's two, so she goes, it's mine. Um, and Not your friend. We, Olivia says that, right? Olivia, my daughter, <laughs> says <laughs> Our response is what I picked up from a friend. We say, no, you can play with it right now, but everything we have is God's, so we share everything we have. There's no off-limit toys at our house that your friends can't play with because everything we have is God's, and every time we say that, it's convicting. It's like, well, then who should be coming over for dinner this <laughs> week? Because someone else needs to sit in our chairs. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Everything we have is God. So the attitude, like the attitude of contentment that that breeds in our hearts is like the life that God wants to give us. So. Oh yeah, that's good. You, you should probably uh, keep sending that to me and reminding me that uh, as well. Everything we have is God's Nana. That so would be you good have to share. Well, okay. So if we ask ourselves, um, if we ask ourselves when we're blessed, why, as we all are in America for sure, uh, why, 
why we're so mm-hmm. blessed. I mean, we need to think of it like what I would say to you when you were little and Rachel may not have had a cookie and you had two and I'd say, okay, share with her. I mean, that, mm-hmm. I mean, it's because I love you both. And so I, I truly believe God wants us to share. So, yeah, you loved us both, but you also loved the one with the two cookies enough to show them how great it is to share with your sister and make her happy. You know, it's yes, like, <laughs> yes, and we God, always God's taught out the, for our best. Yeah, yeah, and when, and both of you were taught to be grateful for the cookies or the cookie you had too, and that's huge mm-hmm. too. So, as we think about the remedy for our greediness, and I'm talking to myself too, I mean, guilt from the past uh, podcast is conquered with confession, anger is conquered with forgiveness, and greed is conquered with generosity. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll break the this grip of greed on your heart. And Andy Stanley, really, I love how he kind of helps you rethink. I mean, greed isn't a feeling. It's a refusal to act. Hmm. It's, it really uh, is. Yeah. It's kind of just an act of rebellion or disobedience. Or, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's evidenced by, not by how you feel, but what you do, which is so interesting. And it's between me and God, too. It's, it may not be evidenced by anybody else, but God, God sees it. He sees me see somebody who's in need or has a, you know, I could tell they can't afford a new coat or whatever it is. And what I don't do says a lot about my heart. Um, and and mm-hmm. I, I really like how he points out that both, both greed and good intentions can live in your heart at the same time, even indefinitely. Because we can have good intentions mm-hmm. because we are Christians and we know we're supposed to, but if we never, ever act on it, I mean, it's a spiritual threat to our heart. So I yes. really needed to hear that part, that good intentions can live right alongside greed in my heart. Mm-hmm. With nothing done, yes, unless you act, you're really not allowing generosity to conquer greed. Yeah, it's so um, true. So Andy recommends that you don't start, you don't wait to start giving until your fear of giving is gone. That giving is actually the way that God changes your heart. Um, yes. And it, that that's i mean that's how a good parent parents right we're that's not gonna right. just wait till our kid is ready to share the toy <laughs> that's a great point um, my goodness that would there would be a lot of stalemates in a lot of houses <laughs> you know i will not give my little brother that because mm. i am not ready <laughs> you know it's like i don't feel well, it yet i don't you actually feel just it. grabbed it from him mm-hmm. so you have to give it back you yeah know? um it, a good parent says like no you can trust me i'll do this with you but you got to do it you just got to do it yeah. and see what the benefits are yeah so 
God, please change my heart. And um, I will work on my active obedience and giving more and more. So good stuff. Good stuff, Andy. All right, people, let's be a a generous people who set the tone in our workplaces and our households um, that we don't have to be in total control that God lavishly gave to us so we can give to others. That's one of the ways that the world sees that we love each other. So let's do it. Thanks for tuning into Wellmentum. For more information and encouragement, check out wellmentum.net or deniseharlow.com or follow Denise Harlow on Instagram or Facebook to see her cute grandkids and maybe get some spiritual tidbits here and there. (laughs) All right, you guys have a great day.